Hi, and welcome to the NGU Chapel Podcast. I am your host, Justin Brown. And generally, we would have a message from our chapel speaker here for you to enjoy, but it's the summertime and we don't have chapel. But what we do have are devotionals that we're going to share with you every Wednesday throughout the summer. So I hope that you would tune in on Wednesdays uh, to enjoy a devotional from one of the staff members here at NGU. And hopefully, it blesses you and helps you grow in your faith and your walk. Again, thank you for joining us on the Chapel Podcast. Hi guys, my name is Brittany Hendricks. I'm the director of Campus Life here at North Greenville University, and that is housed in the uh, Office of Campus Ministries and Student Engagement. All right, let me just talk to you about a few things that the Lord has been teaching me this year through His Word. So I, I've been since January, I've been doing this thing called the Bible Recap, which means I've been reading the Bible chronologically, and then every day, so I read a few scriptures every day, and then I go to this podcast. You can go on Apple Podcasts and and uh, download the Bible recap, and then I listen to what I just read. And it kind of has someone talking through it, so you're kind of reading it on your own, and then someone else is explaining it to you. And what they ask you every day is, what is your God shot? What do you see as the character of God? What is he teaching you through this word? So right now, I mean, kind of falling back in love with the Old Testament here. So right now where I've been in the last month is Kings. I don't know if you've ever studied Kings, but when you look at Kings, there are... Some good kings, some bad kings, but more than not, there's bad kings with just a few really good kings uh, sprinkled in there. And a lot of times, you know, the Bible talks about how the kings, God said, hey, he told the kings, I want to you to only worship me as the one true God. You don't need the high places. You don't need to worship all these other gods. You just need me. And a lot of times, God always talked about not going into war unless he said, this is what you should do. You have to wait on me. He also talks a lot about that to the kings that you need to not marry uh, women who worship pagan gods. He knew that they would fall into that with him. So, so these are just a few of the major rules. So I'm, every week I'm introduced to a new king and, and more times than not this king does everything contrary to what God has asked him to do. And so, for, I don't know if you're like me, I can be reading the Bible and I can start judging these people like I would have done different. And so, by a, a few weeks ago, I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, okay, well, here we go again. Another king doing contrary to what God has to do. And I started thinking about it. It goes down to two basic lies with almost every king. Number one, they felt like God wasn't going to provide for them. Provide land, provide um, all, all the materials they needed so they would go in and take land and, and engage in wars the Lord had to ask them to do. And then another one is they would be, they would think that God wasn't going to be enough. He wasn't going to fulfill their needs. And so what they would do is they would go and build high places and they would worship other gods and not the one true God. They would go marry women when God asked them not to and they would start worshiping their pagan gods. And so I'm thinking it comes down to those two things that either we, either the kings didn't think that God would really take care of their need, whether it be physical or mental, or God wouldn't take care of their, of he wouldn't take care of what they felt like was like something that he owed them, uh, a, a need that was like a pleasure or things like that. But God overwhelmingly always wants to take care of their needs. I can look at that in my own life. And so I can sit back and judge the kings and be like, okay, once again, they're going ahead of God. They're not waiting on God. They're not doing what God has asked them to do, but as I look at my own life, 
it may look radically different, but when I am living um, contrary to how God has asked me to live, it's those two lies I believe. That first off, God can't or won't do something that I think he needs to do in my life, or he just don't know what I need. And so I have to do it on my own. So anytime in my life that I... Um, I decide to sin, I feel like I'm trying to feel one of those two needs because I feel like ultimately God will not do it. And if you look back at the kings, they were always doing that. So there's multiple kings, but one that I'm going to kind of go to is in Kings um, 1, 20 and 21. It's just the ending of the story of Ahab and his wife Jezebel. Now you've heard her name and you probably thought, okay, she's this woman who's loose and all that. The Bible doesn't really talk about that. The Bible talks about how she was a deceitful woman who worshiped pagan gods. And also it says about um, Ahab, he was one of, he was a, a man, a king who did, who knew about God, but did not care about following God. And he was evil in the sight of the Lord. The Lord says he was evil. Um, and so there's this whole story goes back where he, uh, King Ahab and 20 wants to buy some land and this will not sell his land to them. So Jezebel hatches this whole plan and, and, and the whole plan, she ends up, this, this man who is blameless, who has done nothing wrong, loses his life so that they could own his land. When she goes back and she, she tells um, Ahab about this, well, the Lord sends a prophet to Ahab. And he tells Ahab, I'm about to bring, he said, the Lord says to you, I'm about to bring disaster on you and I will eradicate your descendants. Man, I don't know about you, but if a prophet came to me and said, hey, this is what I'm, you're done. Your family's done. This is the punishment I'm going to have on you. So right now, at this point, Ahab, Ahab can continually go in this direction of sin or he can ask for forgiveness. What Ahab does is, he says, when Ahab, it says in 27, when Ahab heard these words, he tore his clothes, put sackcloth over his body, and fasted. He lay down, um, in, he lay down in sackcloth and walled around subdued. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite. Have you seen how Ahab, um, has humbled himself before me. I will not bring the disaster during his lifetime because he has humbled himself before me. I will bring the disaster on his house during his son's lifetime. So there's a lot to unpack there, but here's the one thing I want to unpack with you is this. Every time as I've been studying God's word through Genesis to Kings, anytime one of God's children says, he humbles himself after he's made all of these real. He's been the Bible says that Ahab was evil in the sight of the Lord. He had went every way that he wasn't supposed to go. But every single time that one of God's children humbled themselves, not just with their actions, but God knew in his heart he was humbled and that he was sorry. When any time we humble ourselves in front of the Lord, He will always forgive us. So when I look back, and I can get frustrated with the kings and all these things, but man, I look back at that story, and you look back at even at Ahab, and you're like, well, God, like, there's a part of us that's like, okay, it's, it's like you think, oh, man, God was about to tear him up. It's about to be this big thing. Now, is there consequences? Yes. Does God still carry out what he says he's going to do to his family? Yes. But he delays it just through grace for Ahab. 
And in and, and all of this, it just shows the gift of mercy. And that's who God is. So what I want to encourage you with this today. If you've been like me, and a lot like the kings that I've been studying, and even like Ahab, we are so distracted sometimes to do the wrong thing, to follow our own heart, to follow our own trajectory of where we think our life should be going, to be evil in the sight of the Lord. And when you've done that, all you have to do is humble yourself before a holy God and ask for forgiveness. That is what he wants. And I know that life can be discouraging and hard. Sometimes the thing that gives me the most peace when I'm living and walking through times where I'm like, okay, God, I don't want to walk ahead of you and I don't want to um, to do things that I'm not supposed to, to fulfill needs in my life. God, I know that when I can't, when I don't understand your hand, that this is a saying I've heard so many times, when I don't understand your hand, I can always trust your heart. You can always trust the heart of your father to love and care for you just like these kings uh, could have you can too but if you realize i've walked too far i've done too much you have never out what our precious holy god's blood can cover he doesn't just want your actions he wants your heart so always just go before him with a humble heart and he is there waiting wanting you to walk back into this relationship with him. Um, I hope this has encouraged you as much as it's encouraged me this summer. I can't wait to see you all back in the fall.